Welcome to the ninth and final episode of Look for the Light. Manoj Vosgate, how are you doing? This week we are going to get into heavy, heavy spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2 and how it connects to the first season. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Last of Us Part 2 or you haven't played it or you know nothing about it, please, please, please go away right now. Go and watch a walkthrough or a playthrough or wait until the next season starts. In a couple of years' time, and come back to this podcast because we are going to be spoiling a whole lot of things all over again. Um, so yeah, there is your warning. If you don't care, then get back up, relax, and enjoy. Or if you know everything there is to know about The Last of Us, then sit back and enjoy. And as we theorize what could possibly happen next and what could go on and how they've connected it all into season one. Joining me in this vast, vast, vast of the taking is Kat. Hello. Hello, you never put me first. This is such a good surprise. I know, I wanted to put you first. Thanks, babe. I always put you first too, if I was hosting. I'd oh. I'm only hosting when you're not here, so it wouldn't make sense to put you first. I'd just get a silence. It's all right. <laughs> I appreciate you putting the effort to attempt to pretend to anyway. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I would I would do it. I'm just saying that it would be reciprocated. But thank okay. you so much. How are you? You're most welcome. Well, yeah, I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Excited to probably bitch about Abby for the next hour and a bit. <laughs> Here we go again. This never ends. It never ends. It's all part of the fun. Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. How are you, man? No, I still haven't watched it, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I know, I know. I'm going to get there, I promise. But uh, I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. Just busy as always, keeping on, keeping on. Lots of games and just, yeah, nice times. It's been a more relaxed week this week, which has been nice. I tell you, this week's episode of The Mandalorian is Star Wars, man. Oh my I've God. heard it's dope, like, really good. Because who directs it? It's someone... Um, oh, I saw oh, a title. Oh, well, there's a director. That's it. And I was like, What? <laughs> And there is um, there is a there is a cameo in there which is just hype as fuck. So, oh um, god. Episode one is all right. Episode two is all right. Episode three is long, but episode four <laughs> is episode four is the shit. Is it, it when everything comes together, like all the work you put in for the first three episodes, and you're like, "This is what I was waiting for." Yeah, it's just Star Wars. It's Star Wars goodness. I'm Love Marvel. that. It's great. Love it's great. that. And finally, of course, the one, the only, Joshua Thompson. Yeah, that's right. There's one of me. Yeah, I'm there is. How are you doing? Hello. Martin? Hello, everyone. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Um, I'd ask how you are, but I, it must, I imagine it's annoying being asked like three or four times in a row and then kind of coming to the same conclusion that you're all right. And I'm glad well, that you're right. So it's all good. There was a time. Or is it when, rude that I've not asked you? Well, there was a time when no one ever asked me. Um, oh, and this they is would, true. It was a thing, and they would, <laughs> and then we would rush to run. Yeah, they would fight over it. They'd be like, "We're not. I'm not asking him. I'm not asking him either. I'm not asking him." Um, and then people started doing it, and then it became a thing like a competition to who would ask first. And it was a yeah, it was it was, it was a period of my life where I was like, <laughs> "Does anyone actually care, or is it just between them? I don't know." But uh, yeah, now everyone asks, answers- so it's a lovely thing. <laughs> Were the answers morbid? Like, oh, how are you, Ross? 
yeah, cat died today. It's just not a good day today, is it? And then you're like, oh, fuck, fuck me. Should have well, asked. No, it was just, it was just early, you know, early. It was just podcast etiquette to, you know, just say, yeah, how are you? How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And then I'd move on to the next person. Um, yeah. and it was normally down to the last person to go, how are you, Ross? Um, but yeah, that just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you just get through, get through the room, uh, rigmarole, and then you just get to the last person, and they're like, yeah, and then you're like, all right, then moving yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a time when I was like, I'm fine, by the way. Let's move on, and um, that was that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people ask now, which is yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. So um, hey, look at look at us. We're polite, yeah. polite Indeed. people. I love you guys. Um, right. So, um, I guess this is kind of an open thing. Where would you like to start? Is there anything specific at first that you want to get into um, from the first series that we can um, now openly spoil the living sh- shit out of? I think episode six is probably the biggest one for like diving into. With all the references that it kind of had, sure. So this is where uh, um, Ellie and Joel arrive in Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the big change, kind of, is that it is its full fleshed out city. Um, now I've heard that uh, in the first game they had a bit of a settlement, and the dam is just kind of a separate thing that they use as like a, a stopping point. It's like um, a guard before. post, the dam. But you do see like you see like a background <clears throat> of like tents and stuff, and like I think there's a couple of windmills. But it's not like it's not like it is in part two. Mm, okay. So yeah, just the Last of Us Part Two. Obviously, we kind of open in that area. Uh, I, I, how how long is it between part one and part two? Is it five, six years? Four or five years, I want to say. Yeah, I think it's five years. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, video game logic, you're like, yeah, well, okay, I guess they've got Minecraft. They can build a whole city out. Um, but if they were to do that on TV, there, there probably would be complaints like they could not have done that city. And I call it a city, it's, it is definitely more like a village. Um, they could not do that in five years' time. But video games, video games, you kind of just go along with it. Um, but yeah, it's just fully fleshed out now. So, shame we didn't get to see the dog. Um, but I guess the main one that we did see, main animal we did see was uh, Shimmer. Shimmer. Um, Shimmer. Yeah, that was a nice little touch of them to add Shimmer in, I think. Yeah, yeah so that. That, that's Ellie's horse from the remainder of that for the game. Uh, the second one. Um, yeah, I think this is like ab- above maybe kind of uh, below maybe Joel's state when where he's at mentally and physically. I think this is like the biggest change from where we see The Last of Us from the show to the to the game from season two or part two, sorry. Yeah, I'd say so as well. I think Jackson, but also I think for TV, the part two version of Jackson is more appealing. I think you touched on it, didn't you, Josh, when we talked about it before of like, if it was just the dam and then they get to season two and they're like, hey, we built this whole place. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, But I think it makes it feel a bit more alive and it felt a bit more um, 
like you talked about it not wanting to feel like a set in the first couple episodes and i think if it had just been the dam it would have felt quite setty for a tv show um so yeah i think it's a nice touch that they've kind of just joined those timelines together and it'll make it much easier as a transition for when we get to the start of part two in season two um but yeah, it's interesting how they've approached that and introducing Shimmer and the cameo of Dina as well. I know it's not confirmed, but it is. Um, it feels like there were kind of drops for like the players to be like, oh yeah, this is this and that's that. Cool, they're hinting already. But I think also for audiences, it's like, oh yeah, that's that person that we saw for like very briefly. Like they don't they already exist within this like world now. So I think that's a nice place to set up for a second season. Were you surprised to see Jackson? Because I was. Oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting Jackson at all. Massively. Yeah, I think I was too, to be fair. I think I just expected it to be the dam, to be honest. I watched um, I watched all these episodes with my partner, and I was just like, oh, no. And then she was like, what? And I was like, oh, I'm not going to say anything, but like, this is not the Jackson we see in the game, in part one. Um, and funnily enough, this is the moment where... Uh, Steph's at now in the game as she's playing. Um, I, I've given her full control. She's playing on her own uh, on an on a uh, assisted mode, um, but she's not someone that plays too much games anyway. Um, and this is where she's at now. She's just met Tommy, um, but yeah, she's she's absolutely loving it at the moment. Awesome, awesome. Matty should she bloody should. Um, yeah, I mean, Jackson was an interesting one. It was something that, yeah, a lot of us were unexpected. Like, wait, how they're in Jackson already? Wait a minute, that's you know. But of course, it sets up the ending and it sets up the beginning of part two, and it makes sense that it would be like Mark said. It makes sense that it would be part of the story so soon, um, purely because there's there's a lot of stories to tell in Jackson, and for it to kind of begin there already makes a lot of sense. It's something that. That I think makes sense. I mean, I giggled like a schoolgirl when Shiba came out. I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was sort of on my own in the flat, and I was very happy. And and it was, um, yeah, it was great. And of course, you know, I didn't really put to mind the Dina connection until I started looking at things on on Twitter. I was like, the whole, the whole Twitter was like, "Was that Dina? Was that Dina?" And Neil Drockman was like, "I mean, it might be Dina. It might not be Dina. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's not." <laughs> yeah. Um, unlike in like um, when people thought they saw Abby in um, the finale, and the dropping was like, "No, that's dumb. That's too yeah. far, guys." Yeah, Dina uh, maybe, but that is dumb. <laughs> yeah, considering Abby's like half the country away at this point. Yeah, that definitely that definitely like answers that question without answering it, doesn't it? He he's very quick to shut down things that aren't a thing, but we'll let you linger if it's a potential, and I don't see why it's not really. Yeah, why not? That like, girl might as well be Dina, you know. It just it just yeah. makes sense on on paper. And when you when we play in the game where like Ellie was Ellie and Dina talk about when they first met, and Eddie is like, "Well, I just couldn't believe the amount of food that you guys had. It was incredible." And of course, oh, yeah. I've seen Ellie is stuffing her face, and you know those those connections just kind of make sense. And so, you know, I think um, I think we can happily conclude that that was. Uh, <laughs> That that was Dina, um, which is which is nice. It was a nice little addition to the um to the whole thing. And but yeah, I think Jackson was the first big kind of part two connection. 
Um, there was a few that kind of lingered along the way, but um, there was there was enough there to go. Yeah, okay, they they are trying to stress this out as much as possible and give us something that as players we weren't expecting, which is nice. Yeah, I think also from that episode, I didn't want to talk about it on the pod because it obviously is a big spoiler for part two. But I feel like Druckmann very smartly has already gotten around one of the uh, criticisms or complaints about Joel in part two, which we are getting into very heavy spoiler territory now. So if you really, really don't want to get spoiled, don't (laughs) listen to this bit. Um, So when obviously Tommy and Joel come across Abby and her crew, they obviously introduce themselves. And I never had an issue with it personally, but there was a big thing around like they would be that stupid and blah, 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 blah. In episode six, when confronted, Joel does say who he is. And I was like, huh, that doesn't happen in the game. I wonder if they sort of intentionally kind of dropped that in of like, he's obviously reserved and he keeps to himself, but he's also not stupid. If he's like confronted with a group or whatever, he's not just going to lie or just be like stupid. So I was a bit like, I don't know if that was an intentional thing or if I've read a bit too much into it. But I feel like it helps get around that problem like immediately because Joel's already done it now. So when it comes around to part two, they can do that and not have to worry about that side of it coming up again. Did that in part two ever bother you how Abby and Joel met? Mm, it didn't in the sense of like a lot of people were like, oh, he'd never do that. And I was like, you can't really ever say never. Like they've lived like in this nice town for four years and presumably although they've been on patrol and come across other people. Like Tommy and Joel have clearly softened in terms of like they have a life now. Um, so I was always a bit like, you can let your guard down in that instant. And also, they've just saved Abby. They don't really have any reason not to distrust her. Like it's been four years since Joel did what he did. Like at that point, they probably just aren't fearing the worst all of the time. For the if it was like a year or six months afterwards, I'd probably say, Do you know what? They probably wouldn't tell their name to anyone because of what's just happened. But I was always a bit like, it's a very minor point to get stuck on. And I actually think the way like the Abby meeting Joel and Tommy thing played out was actually very well handled. It was actually like the first four hours of the game is probably the part that I enjoyed the most because it kind of still made sense to me. Um, And yeah, I never had a problem with that. And when I saw a lot of the criticism around that, I was a bit like... It's kind of arguing about nothing. Like people make mistakes and mess up, and in this world, it gets punished. That's like the whole point of you know the atmosphere of the world. Um, so yeah, I never had a problem with that personally. Mm. It's interesting because Abby is always working on so little. Like she knows the name, but she has no idea what he looks like. No idea really where he is. Only kind of a tip that he may be in Jackson, and just that whole time because he doesn't. She doesn't know that she's with Joel until he says his name. And that's when you see it on her face, when it's like, oh, shit, this is Joel. And that moment always stuck with me, like, wow, she really didn't actually know a whole lot about him. She could have walked around in Jackson looking for him, and nobody probably would have given him up. You know, I'm, she came barreling in there I, with a shotgun. I'm under the impression that she knew around about age. She knew there was a brother, and she knew the name Joel. To, is what I thought. I mean, it's been a few years now yeah. since I played it, but I think she had like a couple of vague aspects of um, of what Joel is, and they were just so happened to link up. Um, and I agree with Miles's point as well. Like, not even going soft, but you know, just forgetting after a few years. Like, 
and at the age that you are like if you've had no problems like for a while you kind of just forget that things happened um i think part one kind of in the game kind of gave joel this like um almost boogeyman reputation across mm. a lot of the settlements um where every, like it, people who know joel's name know it for a bad reason um and in this one it's not really as potent of a of a thing that he's got this um stone cold killer reputation of trying to survive with tommy i think um they kind of did what they did but they could and then they got out um because i think joel kind of settled a tiny bit when we meet him you know he's doing a bit more um kind of like relationship stuff like building relationships business wise and not yeah. just murdering the next person he sees yeah he's not a hunter anymore although he's still a bit of a dubious mm. dude isn't he but um i think also in the game like obviously abby turns up at the hospital and i think it's reasonable that the people who are at the hospital some of them may have seen joel before it all kicked off and then probably will have told her like this is what he looked like and this is what he did and this is how they traveled or whatever. So it's, I never saw it beyond the realms of possibility that she would figure it out. And then, yeah, like the name just makes sense. Like, and I think I watched that scene back to see like the nuance about it. And you can actually see like the moment he says, like Tommy says their names, like her whole facial expression changes. And I was like, yeah. that's actually quite a well handled part of the game. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's brilliant. Um, credit to Laura Bailey for that moment because it was very, very good. Um, and that's and that's the thing. You just saved a life. I mean, you don't want to get murdered by the person. That, you, know, you just saved a life, and I was just killing you. It's like, dude, it seems so blasting unfair. your blasting your kneecap out with a shotgun. <laughs> seems somewhat unfair. Um, cat. With, with in terms of Abby and Joel, have you like with the, the moment that they that they met? What what was your opinion on on, on that? Do you think that? Do you think, well, I don't know. I don't know how much you've heard, but have you? Do you think it was handled well, or do you think that? It was a little too coincidental, or, or what? Um, I think I'd have to watch it again to really like solidate my um, opinion. But I think I remember not really thinking anything of it, if I remember rightly. If I remember rightly, they were just uh, remind me how do we know that Abby's determined to kill Joel himself before they get before he gets there before she gets there. Yes, they all yes. set out as a crew to go and kill Joel. And do we know that's definitely about Joel? Yes. I think I thought that I think I was very nonchalant about it because I think it's a case of he's they've been so invincible as a pair. And like Miles was slightly saying earlier, he gets caught off guard very quickly. And, and I think that will come through really well in the show because it's almost like Ellie has. The, where the, where Joel is so vulnerable now, uh, obviously he'll be older as well in, in this part of the show, but I think as well, we've seen so much vulnerability calm down, like even Ellie having a go at him in front of people, like when she's like, no, he's fine, he just has an asshole voice, tell them you have an asshole voice. Like, I think that it will make a lot of sense to the audience that that it could happen, but I think in the game, I can understand why the audience was like, really? Like, that, like you... 
you didn't you let her in you did this you did that you know you fu- you basically about to give give the girl fucking food <laughs> like you know welcome her in with open arms and, and, and he got very caught off guard very quickly um <clears throat> from what i remember and yeah i can i can appreciate why game people were mad but i actually think in fairness and this is probably the only compliment i'm gonna give to so just be ready to hear it I think that the show is going to do that scene very well because it's understandable. Everyone they've met so far, Joel has been wary of and eventually he's been proven right or wrong by by Ellie in the sense of like, we need to trust these people, we need to let them in, we need to help them, we need to do this, you've helped me. And, you know, he was so wrong about Ellie in the beginning, seeing it as cargo, seeing it as this, that you can kind of see that maybe this is the one time that he's like, yeah, cool, come in. Yeah, do that, whatever. What do you need? What do you want? Like, and he's so unprepared. It's like Joe softening himself. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, like, yeah, exactly that. Like, it becomes full circle. And I think the show has portrayed that very, very well. I don't think the game did. So, that is... Yeah, but yeah, so... Yeah, I, it almost feels like I, I need to watch that again. But, but I think that was my feeling uh, around it at the time. Um, I can't wait for that scene, but I also would like to wait for that scene. I hope that scene doesn't come in as quickly as as, as I think it will do. I think it mm. will be the first fucking episode. Um, but uh, it would be... It would be nice if we had just a couple of episodes before. But I know we won't. HBO won't do that. They like to yeah. pull people's hearts out from the very beginning. And I, I think it's going to be a big shock uh, to a lot of people. If you're wondering why we're talking so much about um, this character called Abby um, and how it connects to part one, um, there, the point is, is that Abby is the daughter of the surgeon that was going to work on Ellie, the one that. Joel blew away in all <laughs> stabs blew in the neck, whatever away. your fancy is. In 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 the game, you could do it any way you wanted, but you had yeah, to you can flamethrower him. You can flare, <laughs> you can flamethrower him. You'd be brutal as fuck. You could, you, you could have burned him alive. You could have done all sorts of horrible things to him, but you have to kill him. And yeah, so the a lot of part two tells the story of the connection between Abby and her dad, and yeah, so Abby is a. Very important character that you're going to get to know very well in the next series, um, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Druckmann's like, nope, I don't care. We're doing part two as part two is. Bring it on. So there I you think go. I think it'll be interesting because uh, I saw something earlier where they were like, there are two types of people who are watching The Last of Us: the people who've played the game and the people who are watching it with the people who have played the game. <laughs> Like those are your yeah, two people, much. um, and you know there's going to be a couple of anomalies. Like my mom hasn't played the game, and she's not watching it with anyone who's played the game. Um, but um, I think it's going to be very interesting because a lot of people, like we talked about last episode, they are very team Joel with this decision, very save the world, very this and that. And I'm so curious to see how because I guess I'm trying to be really impartial here and not be a total dick about the fact that they drum it in so hard that you might as well just read it from the very beginning um I wonder how that's going to look in season two are the audience going to start to morally agree with Abby despite the the beloved character of Ellie like how dark are they going to go with Ellie's character? Wow. Because she is the pinnacle of you watch the hero turn into the villain. Yeah, 
absolutely. And that is what season two is. That's what the last part mm-hmm. two is. You watch Ellie spiral and spiral and spiral. I and watched someone Abby play gets... the scene today. Oh, God, sorry. I'm just sorry. Abby gets nicer and nicer and nicer all the way to the end. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Until you get to the end, you're like, I don't know what to think. And you think about it for days and days and days and days and days. And you wait 10 years to do a podcast with your friend about it. And that's when you find the other things. <laughs> um, um, sorry, go on. I was saying, I was watching, I literally sometimes between um, clients, I, I watched TikTok and someone was playing The Last of Us 2 today and I clicked on it to see which bit they were on and it was Ellie bringing back like uh, poultry back to the house with Dina um, and the oh, baby yeah. and I was like, oh my God, is it the bit where she's going home and finding it empty or is it the bit where Tommy's trying to convince her to go back out? And it was the bit where Tommy's trying to convince her to go back out and it's such a, I cannot wait to see that scene because it's so emotionally charged. It's kind of like Dina stepping in, being like, we're done with that. We're not going, blah, 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 blah. You know, Tommy saying, well, I can't go, but I found her. And then I I had to go. And then 10 minutes later, obviously 20 minutes later, you're playing as Ellie in the middle of nowhere because you know Ellie's gone and you're like, oh. Um, yeah, I, I can't. There are certain scenes that I am looking forward to. And see, I'm trying to be a better person about this. I'm trying acceptance <laughs> is a big thing, isn't it? You know, you can only accept today. And today I'm accepting that it's happening. We're going to mm-hmm. have to go through it. And I hope that they've learned from... Um, uh, Druckmann's drumming. That's what I'm going to call it. Druckmann's <laughs> drumming. Stay tuned for the the second season of this podcast where we decide if Druckmann drummed or did he do it well. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we'll see you in 2025 for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's... I mean, part two is a whole thing in itself. We've done a whole thing about it and we do... It is the one thing we love talking about the most, it would appear to. And I like that. Because it just it always adds conversation, especially now, because there's gonna be a version now of part two, which is the same but different. And I don't know how to feel about it. Because they're gonna they've already confirmed they're gonna spread it across multiple seasons because it's that fucking long. And I don't know how they're gonna chop it up. I don't know where, like, say the finale of season two would be. Would it is it do you have any? kind of theories or ideas where the, how, how that might happen where to chop it and then wait another six or seven months for the next season i've got like two ideas okay go for it the, mm. of like where it could go it could either do the game to a t where it or not to put that in a pun um to a t where uh-huh. we <laughs> first season ellie second season abby um and it's the same, you know, same storyline, different character, which is my least favorite thing about part two by far. That'll make um, season three like people will be well pissed off. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but, you know, like Game of Thrones have kind of done it where they shift focus over to different families and stuff like that through the show, whilst also like showing a little bit. I don't know. Um, I don't think for that long, though. I think that's the only problem yeah. with that. It's like if you did Ellie's story up at the way into the theatre and then you stop and then season three is all Abby, I think people will feel very much like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> like, like yeah. I think you talked about it, like TV audiences are different and they want answers. And I don't think leaving it on a cliffhanger and then not addressing that cliffhanger for another season, like Game of Thrones switches between different perspectives all yeah. while the same thing is happening. Um, yeah. 
but I think doing it like that, like you, I think that would be my least favorite option. I'd like to see them kind of merge it so that it's kind of happening side by side almost. So second one would be season two ending with John. Um, so we get a little bit of chronologic um, storytelling and we get at least a little bit of happiness before the <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what I wonder bit. if they're going to do. That's one of my ideas as well. They're going to build a lot of character. Because um, like HBO, they like the second to last episode to be an absolute fucking massacre <laughs> on their shows. Um, yeah. Not to reference Game of Thrones again, but you know, episode nine was always the one that people were most excited for because they didn't know what was going to happen, but something was going to happen. Um, and I feel like the penultimate episode could be Joel dying and then kind of the aftermath after that. And then it kind of just like Ellie's set out for revenge after the last episode of the second season. And then we continue and then we go from Abby, Ellie, third season. When's the first fight? It's the first fight in the theatre. The between, back of the theatre, between, between Ellie, Ellie and, and Abby. Abby. That's like yeah. right near the end of the game. It's like the chunk before Ellie goes back to the house and then they go to Santa Barbara. So it's like you're already oh. like 80%, 85% through the game by the time they actually do have that fight. Oh, uh, I thought that was much sooner. And I was like, I wondered if it was going to happen post one of the fights. No. Um, but I, I obviously can't then. So, like, there's a lot of flashback scenes with Joel and Ellie, and there's that one, obviously, with Joel, Ellie, and Tommy. They'll have to deal with the whole scene of, like, Joel finally admitting it to Mm. Ellie. Like, there's a lot of... Because in the game, I think one of my biggest problems was the pacing and the way certain Mm. scenes were randomly, seemingly slotted at different points because that was to break up the gameplay rather than for the benefit of the story, from my view, anyway. And I think, actually, with this season, what they could do is... Like you said, Josh, they could have Joel dying being like the penultimate or the final episode. Um, but they can spend time in Jackson. They can introduce Abby and her crew traveling to Jackson, and we don't know who she is or why at this stage. And then we can have like the flashback scenes with like Ellie and Joel to flesh out what's happened with their relationship. So there's a lot of like really interesting, good material to build up their relationship even more and like all the conflict and stuff. And then if the finale of that season is Joel then being ripped apart from this character we've also been introduced to, well, then we're fully in Ellie's shoes. That's the cliffhanger mm. you want to finish on, because then you're like, fuck yeah, season three. That's what I wondered weeks ago. I was like, yeah. I really hope that we have like TV context, because I don't know if the fans are going to care as much if they kill off Joel straight away. Mm. I, that's, yeah. I, I think that like you can't have one conversation of it wasn't time that did it you know think oh that's really cute that doesn't make up for the 20 or so hours that the game has played to understand the relationship and the five six years that we waited for the second one to kill him straight away they need to build that amount of love that amount of admiration and that amount of wanting for season two otherwise no one's really going to be like fuck that's fucking huge because they're not going to care enough i think they do need some episodes some come some character building love you loads long time episodes <laughs> whether it be like you said all the way to episode nine or whether it be um just a couple of episodes in i, I think the people who haven't played the game need that they need to know that relationship is so futile yeah. yeah. And I think also like 
I can already see an episode being like the museum scene. You can see an episode being yeah. where Joel and Ellie have to then confront uh... what actually happened. Like there's loads of really good content and heart like wrenching stuff. They can focus a bit more on the infected at first before, you know. But that's Joel's what they've there. said they'll do, haven't they? They did say they're gonna focus a lot on the infected and they're gonna bring in that idea more of it being um all connected. Yeah, exactly. So it gives them that space to do that while they're like in Jackson on these patrols and showing like how they're managing in this world and everything. Because obviously once Ellie sets out on the revenge plot, you don't really need the twenty so hours of like gameplay stuff that you know they're gonna chop so much of that. Yeah, so. you think about how long a university section was compared to the game when it's one scene. Exactly. Like they can yeah. trim so much of the the content Fact. of the game story down <laughs> into like a few hours worth of you know it's a season or two i think ellie yeah. actually setting off and then the revenged plot finishing mm-hmm. um so i'd like them to actually spend a bit of time building up jackson the relationship post the decision like ellie learning to play guitar like i want all those mm-hmm. moments that like make you care for the characters that's what i'm hoping for i think ellie jumping off a dinosaur yes and then being an astronaut being an astronaut is the one that gets uh, me. I can't wait for them to do that. It's going to be so good. <laughs> it's going to be exactly like the photo booth scene and Left Behind. It's going to be like exact, isn't it? You can already see it. Yeah. Yeah. Are we looking forward to seeing Bella Ramsey turn into this absolute rampage revenge monster? I totally fucking am, you know? Yeah. I totally am. I think she's going to really, really pull it off. I think there's this idea that She's already got a bit of fire in her. She's already got a bit of sass. She's already got a lot of curiosity. Um, And I think that she, hopefully if they build the character enough, because I think as well, like we've seen this idea that Joel has started to finally, like that's his world. He's, He's decided now he's let the curtains down. But I do think that in a way, the, the audience need to see the other side and I think that it's really important that they do that that they do see that Ellie feels the same um, in a mm. sense and that she's not just his little pal and his little buddy and although we do see glimpses of it I don't think we've seen it in the same light that they've tried to show Joel right at the very end towards Ellie um, they do show a bit of a realisation that he's seeing her as her and she's like oh you know he's seeing me and I really like do you know what I mean? And I've really lost him, but I think, yeah, I think she's gonna, I think she's gonna nail it. Yeah, like a codependency. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they need to show that a little bit more, and then that will, that's gonna really hit hard when she loses him very, very kind of finally. Like it's that finality of his death that's gonna turn her. There's a scene at the end, isn't it, when they're talking on the porch? Yeah. And how Ellie Yeah, goes. that sucks ass. I can't forgive you, but I'd like to. Yeah. Now, yeah. That is that's meant to be the day before he gets killed, isn't it? Yeah, that's our last yes. conversation. Oh and I hope that they oh, Yeah, and I mm-hmm. hope they show it the way they did in the game. Because I did think that was I agree with uh, Mars, the pacing is fucking everywhere. Like it's like they did the storyboard, shook it up and put it there and was like, Yeah, that's the story. Um and it's a very strangely paced game. But I think that the way that they showed that scene right at the end of the game is fucking awful. You're like, Oh because mm. at first you're like, Well, she fucking hated him babe. Like, do you know what I mean? This sucks for her. But and then you're like, Oh, she she was gonna. She was gonna forgive him. They were gonna have a life again. <laughs> yeah, 
I think you can hear it in Ashley Johnson's scream when he finally dies. Yeah. It's just like, oh, so much wasted time between Ellie and Joel. I wonder if they're going to, I wonder if No Drop is going to do to Pedro and um, and Bella what he did to Ashley and Troy, where he made them do the, like, they made him do that scene a lot, and they made them do the Sarah scene a lot, um, so that they could, like, really break them down. It's like a very, Mm. um, it's a very director tactic, because if you prepare to be emotional, sometimes it doesn't actually quite copy on film. And so what some directors will do is they will make you do a really, really hard scene like a million times. And there's a point where as a person, you're like, I'm so fucking done with this fucking scene. And that's the scene. That's when you as a person, before being an actor, is so done with doing the scene. That's the scene that's always the best. Because you are emotionally exhausted anyway. So you're showing through not only the acting, but it, it almost like double layers itself because you as a person are sick of doing the scene. So you end up doing it in a very exhausted way, well, especially when they're very emotionally charged. That is a very exhausting scene to do. And there are sounds there, like you said, that are like blood curdling. And I wonder if he's going to try and do that with um, uh, Bella and Pedro as well. Did you ever pick up on Joel saying baby girl right before he died? Right before who died? Really? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's so... I so mean, long. Someone said it on Twitter. I was like, I don't remember that. I can't remember Joel being having even the capacity I don't to say think, words yeah, at that I don't, point. Yeah, I don't remember. But I remember playing... I played through part two again recently. And I was like recently. It was like six, seven months ago. And <laughs> That's recently of, in our books. Our, our yeah, it is. Huge. Pretty much. And I was looking out for it and... I don't know. Maybe there's like a subtle bit there, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. I, I can I can squash this for you because I watched the interview that Druckmann did with Troy after the game uh, came out, and he said he actually doesn't say anything. It's just like a noise. So they um denied they made him. Oh yeah, I remember record. that interview. Yeah, they made him record all of it, didn't they? Like loads of different ways. Yeah. So they did one where he says Sarah. They did one where yeah. he says Ellie. They did one yeah. where he says Baby Girl, and then they did one where he just makes a noise. And they went with the one that made the noise because they wanted it to be ambiguous for the. Yeah, audience, the I remember that interview oh, okay. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so there there is a timeline where that actually did happen, though. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm just curious. To see it's in the ether it. somewhere. It's in the recording yeah. ether. It's what on um Troy's YouTube channel. You have to go quite far back. It's called like uh something replay. No, um I can't remember. I'll see if I can find it. But yeah, there was like a big interview they did, which I listened to because obviously I wasn't particularly keen on the story, but I wanted to hear like Druckmann's perspective on what he was going for and different things. Yeah. Um, and one of the most interesting things I found from that was there was a lot of criticism of Tommy's change of character. And I know this is getting well off the topic of the, the first series here, but they talked about the change in Tommy's character after Abby shoots him and he's like, you know, uh, blind in one eye and that kind of thing. And I was like, the guy's been blinded. He didn't get his revenge. His wife has left him. Like, of course he's going to be fucking That was a scene pissed. I watched today. Yeah. That was a scene I watched today where he's really angry at Ellie. And he's like, and you can see it where you're just like, he's like, you said, he's like, you fucking said mm. that you would get him back. Um, and you haven't, you're sat here now. And then he calls her an idiot or he calls her something like that. And I, that's what, that's the scene I can't wait for because you're going to be so torn with like, you understand because he's telling, he's like, oh, you know, how is, how's everything back? And he's like, oh, me and, me and her have taken some time apart and she's like oh i'm really sorry about that um 
and then he tells her really excitedly about how he thinks he's found Abby. And then obviously Dila's like, we're done with that. We're done with that. And you can see the like, kind of like, how dare you? I can't go. I've nearly lost my life to this. You said you would get him. You, know, you said you'd get revenge. So what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you still sat here? Um, yeah. 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 Party's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think it the is. more they're talking about it, they're convincing themselves yeah. that actually these scenes are fucking phenomenal. No, I said no, at the time. It has Drop specific moments coming. that I liked, but the actual yes. story is a mess. Like the thematic story of it is a mess. Yes. It's one note and it is horribly paced. But I love yeah. certain moments, like Tommy's acting in that scene. I love yeah. the guitar scene. And I do, like I said, the first three to four hours of the game I thought were really well written and well done. And then everything after the point that you leave that like open worldy bit, not open worldy bit, but that open zone, and your horse gets blown up. Sorry, spoilers. Um, everything after that then descends into an absolute fucking mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I agree. I think we're past spoilers now, to be honest. Yeah, we're way past spoilers. <laughs> yeah, Shimmer sh- 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 doesn't make it. I'm sorry. Like, sh- <laughs> Tommy being blind, Joel's dead. But spoiler: the horse gets blown up. <laughs> I mean, Shimmer is the main character here. Come on, that's <laughs> true, true. But yeah, there are moments yeah, of, of the game. And I think Toby kind of joked about it because he said, basically, you just wanted The Last of Us walking simulator. And I was like, kind of, yeah, because those are the best parts of part two is actually the scenes with like Joel and Ellie or where it's focusing on the characters. And that's what I missed from part one, because part two is so much about this narrative and it's so much gameplay bloat to fill that out that it just loses so much like by the end that even those moments for me didn't weren't as impactful as they would have been. And what I'm hopeful with this show is that because it's, there's not going to be any like gameplay elements. They're going to rip a lot of that out. So mm. I'm actually hopeful that because it will be condensed and it will be much more to the point, I might actually be more invested in the story this time because there won't be that sort of like so much thematic theme. It will mm. be much more of his this, this character doing this and I'll actually be able to get more of that character perspective, which is what I missed in part two because it just felt like... Revenge is bad, kids, and I'm just going to show you a billion times why revenge is so bad, and you're going to kill a billion people, mm. and I'm going to point my finger at you and call you a dickhead, and I'm going to be like, I, cool. I, I don't know if it was just just saying revenge is bad, though. I think it was just saying how letting not letting go of things and moving on is like the most toxic thing that you can do for another person in a world where there's nothing left for each other. Like, I think yes, it is. It does drum on a little bit because it's like Drakman's drumming. Drakman's so... drumming. <laughs> it's twenty five <laughs> hours of it though. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, Toby it, made the good. Oh, it's it's a part of the. I mean, I hate I hate that it's a part of the game that it's not fun to do because it's like you don't want to do what you're doing for most of the time because it's Abby that you're playing as the sworn enemy supposedly, but it is that time spent that is so earned by the end for the character development on both of them that like the gameplay definitely was needed for that because if you did skip a lot of parts to get to Abby where she is you'd still be on Ellie's side and I don't think that's the point the point is to be like both of them are sheds they shouldn't have done what they should have done what they did in this whole entire uh, game but they have and they now have to live with it or die with it yeah and the thing is like i get the perspective on it i think my issue was that i didn't care about anybody's fate in this game by the end i said to i said at the time i was bored like i just wanted to stop playing not because i 
was thinking like these are horrible decisions and i don't know why you're going down this path i was literally like i don't care i'm not interested now i've lost my interest like, live, in die, you as a character die. yeah by the end i was like they could both die right now and i'd walk away and be like cool glad it's over awesome i didn't feel like a connection to the choices that they were making good or bad and as much as people say oh that was the point no it's not Druckmann says in the interview he wanted you to feel something he didn't care what it was he wanted you to feel something at the end and that's why for me the game didn't work because I didn't feel anything I just didn't want to play because I was bored and I was not yeah. interested in the fates of any of these supposed people because a lot of them didn't feel like people by the end it just felt like they were all going around doing things and a lot of the like Dean is supposed to be like the emotional rock for Ellie, for example. And it feels like that gets sidelined really quickly. And I was a bit like, well, no, I don't really have any reason to care about Dina aside from the fact that she's pregnant with the kid. Like that's her purpose in the story. And I said a lot of what felt like happened in part two is you could see the strings from the writers all of the time on every character. Yeah, that's so true. Whereas in part one and in the series, which is why I'm a bit more hopeful, because in the series, it doesn't feel like that. It feels very much like these are people making decisions that make sense within this world and what they're feeling and whatever. And I can't see the strings happening, even though I know the story. Mm. And so that's what I'm hopeful I'm going to get out of this series version of this story, is that by cutting out a lot of the bloat and the, the other stuff, is that I'm hopefully going to get more of a concise, more effective story. And like I said, they're already touching some things already, like Joel's already shown that he will reveal himself to other people. So they've already gotten around some of those like minor yeah. points to break the immersion. So I'm actually hopeful the series will do a better job of telling this story than I think the game did for me. I think Toby made a really good point about the fact of like, because I obviously have got a real stick up my ass about the fact that it's it says it's point to obviously and quite consistently and like Miles was saying it's got like strings all the time and you like you're 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 destined to know that Ellie is Abby and Abby is Ellie and they're they're doing the same thing for the same reason for the same feeling and the same emotion and it's all very fucking pointless um, and I was like I'm so fucking bored of it. And Toby was like, maybe that's the point. Maybe it has to be so fucking obvious that you're bored of it. And I was like, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and I'll accept it. I mean, if that's what he was trying to achieve, good for him, he did that. Um, but I don't know if it needs to be as drummed in or as obvious. And I hope that there is some of that ambiguity uh, ambiguity in the show like there has been in part one where there's a lot we don't see but we make ourselves and I think that if that continues which I think it will because you know they do have well I hope I'm hopeful it will then I probably won't have a biggest problem with this series as I will with the game but and I think as well the length I think the fact that it's already going to be shorter is going to be so much more helpful um but yeah, I'm excited to find out more about the Seraphites. Like that was one thing yeah. that I said, and I was like, "That sounds cool. I want to find out more about like that community, that culture." And yeah, like, there's a lot of cool ideas in that. I don't know I, how you guys feel about it, but 
there's a really interesting thing isn't there about like when we compare this to the walking dead the walking dead had like this great kind of map of the fact that in the beginning it's all about how dangerous the zombies are it's all about how dangerous the infected are it's all about how dangerous the world is because of the zombies that are in it and as you go through the seasons it purposely starts to take away the threat of the zombies because they're they're like deteriorating over time and they're much more weaker and, and the humans are becoming more stronger that people become the problem which is why you get villains like negan and you get um the governor and things like that because um they are trying to show that in a society that falls apart that you know it's not going to be the outside that's your problem it's going to be the people who like it's going to be conformity it's going to be authority it's going to be whatever people do to survive it's going to be the problem and the last of us have already almost started with doing that they've already started to drum in that it is the people that are the problem and now they've confirmed that they're going to kind of focus a little bit more on the infected which is going to be really interesting because they're going to tilt the scales a little bit whatever that might look like um but it, may, it doesn't really quite make sense to do that now because like you said the seraphites the you know abby's clan the army the you know the, the village back home it feels nice you know if i never saw another infected again i don't know if i'd be that fucked you know the infected were a real threat in the first game they're not really the threat in the second game and it shows a very similar pathway to the walking dead whereas this way we we saw what two bloaters and they weren't really a massive threat um i mean they took down a lot of people <laughs> um but it didn't feel as as it felt threatening and scary in that village scene is incredible um but it feels weird to then make hopefully make the infected a threat in season two i wonder how they'll do that um because it seems that they've they've learned from the walking dead and they've said okay let's just take the end product you know kathleen is very dangerous and that one step ahead thing that um that um video was just saying about a couple of weeks ago about how the audience always one step ahead of knowing how dangerous something is for joel and ellie and we're gonna probably get that again with abby um we're gonna know that abby is looking for joel before joel and ellie look know that app and and yeah i'm really interested to know how i'll do it it's gonna be a yeah. part of it is the oh sorry go on Ross. no go on josh give it i was just gonna say i think a part of it is the tendrils um and the idea of growth that it's never ending growth um so what's going to happen apart oh, from yeah. yeah plus we're going to get shamblers and the rat king so you know oh the <laughs> rat king <laughs> they're not going to leave out the rat king are they they're going to definitely no they definitely no, won't no, got out of that won't. yeah but they the god bloaters and i thought I, I felt the bloaters were a bit underused yeah. yeah, in the first oh, series, there was no stalkers either. So no, I really thought there were going to be stalkers in the in the in the game. There's a big scene. Was well, it not the one, that, the one that chases um, Anna, Ashley Johnson? Was that not a stalker? No, they're runners. The no, stalkers runners. are the ones that like yeah. they go in packs and they like peek around corners. And in part two, and there's like, a whole dark. office sequence of there's it, a whole and, off- and a whole boat sequence of it in part two as well. When you're on hmm. a boat and then oh, they're in the yeah. dark and then they can hear you. Oh, oh I fucking hated them. I hated them, I hated them, I hated them. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, the people that are complaining that there weren't enough monstrousness, um, I think part two will answer that as well. Um, especially with the variety of monsters that are available. Yeah. Um, I really hope it answers how they managed to get a clicker on a chain. Remember that clicker right at the very end where um, Abby's all locked oh, up? And there was, there was a clicker. Oh, the rattlers do it, don't they? Yeah, the rattlers put a clicker. Oh, yeah. How? How did they do that? 
I'm, my only assumption is is that someone got bit and then they've just left them there. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Potentially. Or maybe they were like, or, or maybe they just put them in a cage while they were infected and yeah, maybe they just got left there for ages or maybe they just did pin one down where they just couldn't bite and then just, I don't know. Maybe. Didn't it's they have like tranks it. though? Didn't they have like trank needles? Because that's how they got Abby on the pole. I don't think tranks do anything to the infected though. I think the fungal like overrides it. Mm. I mean, it's not a massive massive deal, (laughs) but it's just something I think about when I play the game. It's like, how did that happen? Maybe they did it like a cowboy with a lasso. (laughs) (laughs) It's all very machine, isn't it? (laughs) Gotta catch them all. Yeah. (laughs) Amy Shone would do it on The Walking Dead, wouldn't she? That's what I mean. That's what I said. I said it's all very machine because she did it, didn't she? She had them walking in front of her. Oh, Michonne. I only know Michonne from The Walking Dead Telltale series. Oh, the first time you meet her, she's in the middle of the woods, and she has two um, zombies, or not zombie walkers, on a on a chain that she holds with her wrists, with her hands, to act as like like people, like so no one can hurt her because she's got these like pet walkers. (laughs) It's incredible. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Um. So, well, I mean. We've been talking for an hour already, guys, if, if wow. you believe it. <laughs> this game gets us going, man. Yeah, it really does. It really does. <laughs> I think, if nothing else, I'm grateful for the game just for, like, the discourse around it. Not, like, the shitty discourse at the start, but, like, the actual conversations that like, we've gotten to have and stuff, because it's just super interesting seeing so many people's different perspective on the same game. Mm-hmm. And we get to do it all again in a couple of years' time. Woo! Be interesting to see if they change anything or what they change, and... Yeah... What's the biggest change that you want? Is it just time? Just one Pacing. Just Pacing. Yeah. yeah. The structure well, of the don't... story just needs to be improved. And also, don't be so fucking obvious about it. We're not idiots. Like, <laughs> like, yes, you can tell a story. Yes, you can tell people who might not get it from subtleties. You don't have to repeat it millions of times. <laughs> we get it. Like, um, So, yeah, it's that. I, I guess that is a pacing issue as well. But it's also a... I also just want more time with like Dina and oh, whatever the guy's name is. The the guy who's there for five minutes oh. and then gets shot him. Uh, the, the guy who wants to impose his Joel. N- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah, Jesse. Is it Jesse? Jesse, yeah, Jesse. Um, yeah. I want more time with them because they just didn't like Dina felt like she was there as a romantic interest and baby daddy. That was her job. And then Jesse was there for some reason and then gets shot. And I was like, I want to know more about these people so that when they are inadvertently offed very quickly or whatever, like I want it to have some impact or shock value. Because like Jesse especially just didn't feel like a character. He felt like a walking plot device. Someone's phone's going. Whose phone's that? Who's popular? that? Sorry. Oh my god. Oh, Podcast etiquette. Podcast etiquette. Put your phone on silent. My god. God damn my it. My phone is on silent. It's because I'm connected to my MacBook and it was and it's just my mum calling me. She's probably <laughs> saying, I've just watched the last of us. How dare you tell me to watch it? <laughs> you talking smack on it. Joel was right all along. <laughs> he made the oh, right honestly, decision. <laughs> Every week I've been trying to convince her to watch it just to get like a random perspective on on the show with no ties to a video game and um she's like yeah i'll get around to it and turns out she'll just watch criminal minds for the sixth time in a row mm. Front back. i um i got dad to 
I got dad to watch episode one and he was like, no, nah, it's not for me. Like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Um, yeah, it was, like, it was it was a bit gory. I was like, oh, dad, come on. Move past it. <laughs> the, My so, dad would... Oh, look sorry. At the depth and the layers, you know. Look at what's inside The Last of Us. God. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think if I told my dad about it, he'd watch it up until the point there was a zombie and they'd be like, nope, <laughs> peace out. Don't want to watch it. It's fantasy shit. That is literally what his words would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what my mum would think of it because she really likes um, she likes fantasy and she likes Star Trek and Doctor Who and stuff like that. So I don't know. I know The Last of Us might be a bit too far, but curious. Just a slight stretch. But yeah, I'd yeah. like to see the side characters expanded more, just so that they actually feel like people, not just existing well, roles. If we know anything about the TV series, they're going to do that with bells on. Yes. <laughs> Dina gets her own episode. Jesse gets his own episode. I'd be down for that. I'd actually think that would be a great improvement. And I think that's why also I'm a bit more optimistic about the show, because I feel like they are going to do more of that stuff of like making those connections and relationships more meaningful and then having all the the shocking uh like imposing moments and i think that'll make me much more connected with them so i'm actually kind of a bit more excited for this than the game itself oh there's gonna be a sex scene on a boat isn't there oh yeah they're gonna have to oh, oh that's so, that's such an uncomfortable scene yeah so much muscle <laughs> yeah did you ever read about how they actually how, how, how they filmed that? Nope. They had oh, to be, enlighten they, us. They had to be like <laughs> they had to be like eight foot apart. No. Yeah. And they couldn't be near each other, and so they're acting out sexual moves ten foot apart in this giant motion capture room. Oh my god! And just, uh, I can't imagine how uncomfortable that must be. Literally. Uh, sorry, Josh. I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say, I hope whoever plays Abby does get those muscles. Like, I think yeah. Abby, Abby looking hench is such an imposing, like, antagonistic feature that she has that's so yeah, they have demanding to, of her yeah. sort of presence. Yeah, it's very hope, Well, they've already done the, um, they've already done the, Neil Druckmann re- retweeted the cover, didn't he? And it's, it's Abby mm-hmm. holding the hammer. And she's a muscly ass arm, so she's going to be <laughs> fucking stacked. It's just a part of a character, and it just makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. Like you can't yeah. like when people think of Abby now. One of the defining features is her muscle mass. And yeah, she's a, she's a beast. Like she's been that... training for this her whole life, well, not her whole life, but since her dad died, she's ready to fuck shit up with her little finger. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's why you can buy her as like this really imposing character. Like it does mm. work in that sense of how they crafted her character. It does make a lot of sense within that. So yeah. Like you said, she needs to be she needs to be a beast because that's what she is. I'm sure she will be. Yeah. I'm sure they'll cast it really well. Um there's a great actress in The Mandalorian, actually, um, episode three, uh, which people are touting as a possible Abby. I will uh send you a picture. She is she's like she's beast mode, but um oh it's not there, we send a picture. Anyway, never mind. I'll, is uh, she the one from the first two seasons? Possibly. Not um not uh, Gina Carano. Oh okay. No, no. she's she's been cancelled. She ain't gonna be in the Last of Us. No drop. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, I'd be surprised <laughs> if she made it in there. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, I'll find out her name at some point. But uh, yeah, Google's not working with me right now. But uh, yeah, uh, the casting is gonna be really important, and whoever it is is gonna have to be 
ready for the internet as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think whoever does play is going to have to be ready for it. He's going to have to have a very, very thick skin because the world is in love with Pedro Pascal <laughs> right yeah. now. And, and so... Oh, imagine killing daddy. You killed daddy? The internet's daddy. <laughs> but it's just all the shit that Laura Bailey went through. Yeah, yeah that was fucked up. For that, you know, that's going to be... It's going to be that, but like tenfold. Now there's a, a much bigger audience. And hopefully the TV What's going to suck ass but not suck ass is is if it's the opposite reaction because she does such a good job and it's like well Laura Bailey did a, an amazing job as Abby but she got hate and if this person does an amazing job as um, Abby in the show and gets all this love and admiration that's going to suck equally as hard as well because Laura Bailey like I can't imagine how Laura Bailey would feel It's going to be nicer TV yeah. it, by the end TV by the villains are loved look at um, Evan Peters <laughs> By the response of this ending of the show, um, it was there was a lot more of a, a, a general, genuine discourse than uh, just pure hatred because of social politics and shit like that. Stupid stuff. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the uh, discourse around Lev. Like, I know what's going to happen with it, given how the response has been to like the Bell and Frank episode, and like the whole part with Lev is going to be. A pain in the ass to deal with that discourse all over again. It was stupid then; it's going to be stupid again. Yeah, but it gets it gets yeah. it gets drowned out, doesn't it? Quickly yeah, by people that are just um, that are loving the series. And um, I've sent the picture into our DM. But um, yeah, is it who I'm thinking of? Has just recently been released. Oh yeah, I've seen her around as as been pit, being pipped for Abby. Mm. <laughs> I thought you meant like at Tesco. <laughs> yeah, I've seen her around just, just, just getting some milk. Just chilling. Oh, chill, like, oh my melons in a bar set. Be <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look at them arms. God damn. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a possibility, but who knows? I'm sure no drop will surprise us all and be like, Anna Kendrick is playing Abby. Anna Kendrick's going to bulk up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anna Joy Taylor is playing Abby. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. To be honest. <laughs> I would. Um, Any bit oh. of Andy Taylor Joy, stick it on me. Stick it on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, um, there we are. That is the end. That is it of Look for the Lights for now. I guess um, if we're still around doing this in 2025, we'll be back with yet another series um, going through season two and yeah. All of us have expectations. We don't know what season two is going to bring, but it's going to be, if anything, it's going to be worth talking about um, because Last of Us Part Two is definitely always worth talking about because Mars and Cat just hate it so much it is really entertaining to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I love it. I think it's a, I think it's a, a masterpiece. And by the end, all I wanted to do is start playing it again. Um, so I am intrigued as a fan what the hell is going to happen and how they're going to handle it. And I can't wait to find out, but I'll have to, obviously, because it's going to be a, it's going to be a long way away. Um, but yeah, thank you all very much indeed for listening um, to look for the light. Uh, it's been a fun series, isn't it? To, uh, to chat the last of us every week. And yeah, um, it's been awesome. It's been really, really cool. Yes, I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. I didn't just drag everyone along just to be like, Hey, let's do a podcast. But no, I, no, no. I, I, I do really like doing these. I think it's really interesting sometimes to, to get a podcast and talk about one specific thing in detail. 
well, I think mm. it's it's interesting and and we're not going to get a massive chance to do it. It's very rare that film adaption, film adaptions, game adaptions work out as well as The Last of Us has. So it's interesting to compare and despair. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there, there's a Tetris film coming on on Apple TV. We can talk about yeah that. with uh, <laughs> Taron Taron Edgerton or whatever. Yeah. He is a good looking guy, great actor. Any, very good as Elton John in Rocket Man. Go check that out. Um, but yeah, but that's it, I guess. Um, thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll be back as ever next week with our normal video game podcast, the Finger Guns podcast, where we talk all sorts of video game goodness. And it's where we're pushing up to our milestone episode, so don't miss it. But until then, it is goodbye from Cat. Bye bye. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell. It is goodbye from Joshua Thompson. Hi, everyone. How are you, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> I'm super. Thanks for asking. And uh, it is goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. Until next time, when you're lost in the darkness, look for lights. That was outstanding. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>